0: The basis for any sustainable business is through high quality clients in this episode of live in the feast you are going to learn how to know exactly where that next client is coming from by working through a set of questions i like to call the freelancer's framework welcome to live in the feast i'm jason resnick and for the past decade i've been helping businesses translate their goals into online success as a freelance web developer. In order for me to accomplish my why as a freelancer, I needed to live in the feast. Now I'm turning the tables around so you as the freelancer can do the same and build a sustainable business to achieve success so that you can ultimately live the kind of life you want. This episode is sponsored by Feast. Feast is an online course and coaching platform built for freelancers like you who are looking to take their freelance business to the next level. Want to get higher quality clients? Command higher prices? Build recurring revenue so that you can stay out of the famine for good? Feast will help you focus and remain accountable through coaching calls, community, an exclusive mastermind group, and tons of resources. Join the VIP list now by going to rescom slash feast and get first crack at some exclusive bonuses when the next enrollment opens. When starting out your freelancing career, you take on any and all clients, right? Be honest. You'd like to say that you don't. However, I know the truth. The truth is that Anyone looking to give you some money in exchange for your services becomes your client. This is a great way to start out because you need the work. You need something to keep the lights on. So you grab a few projects and off you go. Before you know it though, you are smack dab in the middle of the feast or famine cycle. Wait, what? Why is that? How did that happen? Well, now you need to chase down the next project. You need a new client. You need to go get money in the bank next month because this month's project is wrapping up. So, where is this new client coming from? It's almost a rite of passage of all freelancers to go through the roller coaster of the feast or famine cycle. It's actually quite a natural progression in your career in freelancing. Even the most well known most successful freelancers, folks like Brennan Dunn, Paul Jarvis, Jane Portman, and yes, even Seth Godin find themselves in the feast or famine once in a while. So why is this so? Why do freelancers ride this roller coaster? Why are you on this roller coaster? Because you are a team of one. You don't have a sales team. You don't have a marketing team. Don't have a billing department. You are the one doing all the work. You are who your clients hire. With only so many hours in any given day, how's everything supposed to get done? Well, it doesn't. That's why as a project is wrapping up, you start to think about where that next client is coming from. You start to send out a few emails Maybe even reach out to some warm leads that couldn't make up their minds a month or two ago on pulling the trigger to go with you. Essentially, all the marketing that you had done to get this current client that's wrapping up has stopped while you've worked on this current client. So as the light at the end of the tunnel starts appearing, you start to think, hey, I got to start ramping up that marketing again. Inevitably, your current project will end. There will be a gap of time where you either are chasing down new prospects, or if you have any sort of lead pipeline, scoping out the next proposal in hopes of landing this client quickly. As my friend Curtis McHale says anytime he hears that word, his response is always, hope is not a plan. And I love this. You may not think that this Time, this gap is a big deal. Maybe it's only a week or two. Well, here's what happens all that profit you made on the last project, you did make a profit, right? Was it enough to cover you not getting paid for a week or two? Maybe this time it was, or maybe you had to dip into savings a tiny bit to cover expenses, and now that last project was a break even, or Worse, a loss, just because you didn't have another client lined up. This is no way to be sustainable. Businesses don't last very long on break even. They certainly don't last on taking losses. It's critical to know where that next project is coming from. It's even more critical to know what that next project is and be able to plan accordingly. You are probably thinking, how can I line someone else up if I'm not 100% sure that my current client will finish up on time? And you are thinking this because you are looking to level up your freelancing career. And from your experience, you know that clients often drag their feet. So you are listening to live in the feast to find ways to level up your game. I'm sure you've heard all this before. You need to build in recurring revenue. You need to niche down or niche down depending which part of the world you're in. You need to work with a specific type of client. So I'm not gonna say them again. Oh, maybe I just did. (laughs) Anyway, you've heard all this before because they are all valid ways to build a sustainable business. However, a simple sentence won't make it so. These are hard things to accomplish especially when you're paying a mortgage and having to put food on the table. You have clients with all different types of projects that you need to be working on. You had a hard enough time finding the projects you currently have. And the last thing you want to do is start excluding any of them. All of your feelings are valid. I thought the very same things. And for a very long time, I didn't change anything in my business. So guess what, not changing anything in my business meant I wasn't getting any closer to living the type of life I wanted either. Going on a three week honeymoon seemed so far out of reach because I didn't know what sort of business I would come back to. The flexibility I wanted in my life to be able to drop what I was doing so that I could spend some quality time any given day with my family and friends seemed like a pipe dream. Look. Don't take my word for it. I don't mind droning on about my story, but then it would just be me preaching, right? What I like to do when exploring things is see how many examples I could find in the wild. So let's do just that. Jane Portman is a designer. Most designers work with developers because they are complementary services. If you are either one, then you know that the other one oftentimes is terrible at your job, right? Jane took it a step further and she identified that software developers need constant improvement on their software time and time again, mainly due to release cycles. They also need to be able to improve the usability of their products as the market dictates. So, Jane shifted her business into working specifically with software developers, helping them with both design and strategy. Greg Hickman is what I like to call a marketing engineer. I honestly don't know if that's a real thing or not, but he's basically a marketing guy that uses systems and automation to make selling much smarter for his clients. He saw a huge gap in the market for users of a uh, platform called Infusionsoft. Now, Infusionsoft is a powerful yet complex marketing automation platform where oftentimes users will have to hire specialized consultants to implement it for their businesses. Instead of just being one of these consultants, Greg took it a step further to understand the business of his clients, lay out a strategy based around the results of a session he has with them, and then moves forward to implement it and support it through Infusionsoft. Greg and Jane have focused their businesses in such a way that allows them to know exactly who their clients are and the solution that they provide to them. So if you're sitting there in your car or running on the treadmill thinking, there's no way I can niche down to a specific client because what I do is too custom, then I'd like to point out Jane and Greg's clients are not all the same either. Jane and Greg provide custom-based solutions to the same problems that their clients have. They know exactly what it is that they offer their clients because their clients have a specific problem that needs solved. In Jane's case, it's the constant market evolution of a software product. In Greg's case, it's figuring out what the business goals of his clients are and then being able to lay out a strategy to accomplish those goals using Infusionsoft. If you take a look around at some folks that you listen to or read their stuff, maybe even follow on the Twitters, and then they are a one-person show or maybe even just a very small team, yet they seem like they have it all nailed down and figured out and you hope to get to that level someday, I would encourage you to just take a few minutes and take a hard look at their website marketing. If you reverse engineer what it is that they do, I guarantee you it's solving one problem for one particular type of client. This was my aha moment when I realized that I was doing it wrong, completely wrong. Sure, I was making money, but I couldn't predict exactly how smooth the project would go. I couldn't really schedule out too many projects in advance, all because I was working on various types of projects and solutions addressing all sorts of different problems that my clients had. So as a result, I set out to take 30 days. In actuality, it took about 90. And I decided at the end of that time, I would come up with some sort of ideal client, one type of solution, or some way in which I could focus my business to make it more predictable. Granted, I had clients at the time and I took them into consideration greatly, looking at them as my source of inspiration since, well, they had already hired me for some reason. Out of this self-reflection, I came up with four questions I would encourage you to ask yourself. One, who is it for? In other words, Who are you doing work for? Two, what problem do they need solving? Take a look at their problems they are having. Dive deep and make sure that you are identifying the correct problem. Oftentimes what clients say is their problem isn't the actual root cause. Three, would they pay? If the problem is big enough or painful enough, they'll pay. If this is a problem they are already paying you for, see if it's something that you can solve for other people. Better yet, can you solve this for other people? And is it something that comes up time and time again for a particular type of client? And lastly, four, do you enjoy doing it? This is the question I had to spend the most time on. It was easy to look at existing and past clients and figure out what problem I was solving. It was easy to look at the types of people and companies they were. But for me, I know that I need to work on things that excite me, things that I enjoy doing, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Going through this exercise may seem a bit elementary. I'll give you that but it gives amazing insight when you give yourself some time to really be honest and open with yourself. I still have my notebook where I spent time brainstorming all of this stuff. I crossed a ton of stuff out, but once I honed in on what I needed to do, who needed it most and really knew that I enjoyed it? Well, I went from tiny percentage increases in my revenue over the course of two years to 10 x my monthly revenue in just six months. In fact, that's your takeaway from this show. If you are struggling with being able to schedule out work, predicting who your next client is, or only seeing minor increases in your annual revenue, ask yourself these four questions. Who is it for? What problem do they need solving? Would they pay? Do you enjoy doing it? Take 30 minutes today, whether that's right now, at the end of your lunch break, or before you head off to bed tonight, and ask yourself these questions and write down your answers. If you head over to res.com episode 001, you can download a worksheet with these questions in it. It also has some other items to take into consideration as well. Go ahead, write it down. I promise that if you do, you'll already be ahead of the game because most won't. So don't be like everyone else. You are already not like everyone else because you are a freelancer. So why start now? Writing down your answers will allow you to easily go back anytime time and qualify new projects, new clients, and new companies quickly and effectively and know exactly if they are the right one for you. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how to know if a lead will pay you and become a client of yours. So until next time, it's your time to live in the feast.